0: My name's KZ Steve, this is Citizen Watch. On the voice of your valley, Mercedes News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. That's for you, Marilyn, every single Saturday. On these airwaves, we join you here to bring you the latest and greatest. What's happening in Merced County, can you believe it's the 23rd of November already? And, I'm to get ready for the next segment. 23rd of November Getting into the, uh, you know, I'll call it the holidays because Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. But after Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, baby. The Christmas season. The reason for the season. Christmas. But uh, the holidays, Thanksgiving. Coming up next Thursday. Big, big day. Nothing will get done next week. Everybody is already in the holiday spirit. We had a wonderful little spread here at the station yesterday. Some pasole was brought in. Let me tell you. It was wonderful. We did that last year too. I went over to Costco last week. Well, actually, this week. Today's only Saturday. Yeah, it was Wednesday, Thursday. It was. It was pretty slow over there. I was kind of surprised. I figured it'd be uh, bustling like it will be this weekend. And they had the uh, spiral cut hams over there, and everybody was kind of pawing through them. And there was just one old couple. You know, look at that one, honey. Well, no, no, no. Let's get that one. Let's get. You know, they're all in the gold foil. The only thing that's different is maybe you know a couple of ounces. How they're, how they're weighed. Uh, you thought they were picking out a uh, Christmas tree or something over there. Anyway, just a great time of year. All of the family and friends, the get-togethers, the parties, the celebration of the end of the year. Of course, coming off the harvest season. and The rich bounty that we have here in our valley, in our community, County of Mercy, the City of Mercy. But again, I'm so happy to have you here with me. Again, for the foreseeable future, gonna do it without my listeners and my guests, which in the nine o'clock hour, the bonus half hour, I could only get him for half hour. He's very, very busy. Mayor Mike Murphy. That's right. Good old Mayor Mike. He came in. His his office is just right around the corner. He had a brand new office. Of course, there was a city council meeting Monday night. Very, very interesting. Uh, What was going on over there? A lot of uh, big issues. So I called Mike, kind of spur the moment, had him come over Friday, and we recorded uh, a wonderful 24, 25 minutes that you'll be able to hear after the news at 9.06ish. And I hope you tune in for that. And again, if you ever want to listen to any of our old shows, The Old Shoe, which is uh, there on the website, 1480kyos.com, Go to the Citizen Watch banner, click on that, and there they all pop up. We're up to 41 after this weekend, 41 shows we've put up. I was going to put up more old shows, some of the, the old favorites, Larry. I mean, going way back. Just haven't gotten around to that, I'll tell you. It's busy over here at the radio station. You should see what they have us do. Anyway, uh, if you want to listen to any of the old shows or today's show, It'll be up there after 10 o'clock because we want you to listen live. We want you to support our listeners, support our stations, which we have six of. We have it covered here in Merced County, my friends. If you're not advertising with Radio Merced, well, you're not advertising. So we hope you get out there and see what we have to offer, not only on our website, 1480kyos.com, but all of Radio Merced. Like I say, Thanksgiving's coming up. It's going to be a wonderful time. We are going to have a new show next week. Next weekend, no repeats. A lot of people will be in town. Hopefully, they'll catch up with us here, hear the show if they haven't heard it in a while. But uh, like I say, a lot went on this weekend, or this week, rather. This weekend, you better get busy covering up stuff because it's going to rain. And I mean rain big time. Starting Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Thanksgiving. It's uh, it's kind of all across the country, these storms. But we're going to get ours, thankfully. Midweek next week, supposed to be a real gully washer, as a friend of mine would always say. So if you have anything in gullies, get them out of there. You're going to get washed out. I remember last year, maybe it was the year before last, I had a big one come through up there in Hornitos. guy's horse trailer got sucked into the river. I'll tell you, it's amazing what the power of water will do to an aluminum horse trailer when it tries to push it under a bridge. (laughs) Talk about making a round horse trailer out of a square peg. It was it was unbelievable. So, again, get ready for the rain. Get ready for the, the water. I noticed the creek is uh, pretty much non-existent. Of course, air, irrigation season has ended. But when the rains come, that thing fills up. And, again, all the water out of the foothills come down through there. You might have noticed last week, or this week, last week, I don't know. How do we say that? This, this last week, City of Merced had the north side of Bear Creek closed from G to M. And they're finally, finally getting over there and clearing out a lot of the undergrowth and uh, human growth that's been happening over there along the banks. The cliff dwellers, I call them, dug in to the side of the bamboo. They've been cutting that down. They can't go all the way to the dirt because of the environmental species and things like that, but they can uh, reduce it as far as fire hazard, things like that. So good to see the city being proactive over there. I've noticed also the off-ramp at uh, Yosemite Parkway, the gateway to Yosemite. Boy, that was looking pretty rough. But uh, Caltrans, somebody, they've kind of gone over there and cleaned up that whole little area. But as we know, it kind of goes back, kind of goes forth. So why it was nice to have the mayor in talking. Uh, it was a fast-paced interview. It wasn't your standard, you know, uh, methodic through the issues. We really kind of mixed it up, and I hope to have him in again soon. There were so many things I didn't get to talk about that he's involved in, and one of the big ones is MCCAG, Merced County Association of Government, our local COG, our coalition of governments. As you know, there's six incorporated cities in the County of Mercy, and they uh, get together as a group, along with the five members of the Board of Supervisors, to create an 11-member body called MCCAG. And I'll tell you, they a lot of acrimony on that board at the nine o'clock hour last week. I was was running out of time, folks. It wasn't any wasn't anything management or anything going on where we couldn't you know bring anything. We just uh, I just was running out of time, and I wanted to play that MCAg meeting, the portion at the end of the October twenty fourth meeting, which again is online. Just go on YouTube, type in MCAg capital letters, and boom, there it is. All the board meetings. And uh, starting at hour two, it was about a two and a half hour meeting, actually a little bit before about uh, hour 50 into it, they really started getting into the validity of the organization based on some amendments, some uh, ratifications that did or did not happen properly. And again, Mayor Murphy, instrumental in that. Now, he is a lawyer, uh, legal mind, went to Georgetown School of Law, a very prestigious school of law. I don't know where the current lawyer for mccag graduated but i can tell you that georgetown is very 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 highly recognized and of course our own mike murphy went there one of the first in his family to graduate uh, from i believe university and college kind of a a great little story anyway mccag has not done things properly they've had to uh, hire outside counsel And while reports have been made, they won't even let the board members, which again are uh, primarily the mayors of the six incorporated cities and then the Board of Supervisors. And the Board of Supervisors is acting as a block to block, uh, acting as a group to block the revelation of this report. And I think that's unfair. I think, you know, we may never see it as citizens, as the common folk out there paying the taxes, who they represent. But our representatives in a representative form of government, should be able to see that, I think. It's kind of uh, similar. We've seen uh, reports that have been made over the years, the Sheriff's Department, uh, some cities I can think of that were, well, they weren't flattering, and uh, people just didn't want to read them. They didn't want to know the truth. And as I played last weekend, uh, some people don't want to know the truth, but it is out there, and you can find it. And I hope that the board members are successful the ones that want to see this report but I would like to talk to Mike Murphy more about that and his feelings on that there was a McCag board meeting uh, this week in I believe Los Banos or Dos Palace it went so long they ran out of uh, they had to change the the cassette I guess in the uh, in the video camera hopefully that will be put up online Sooner than the October 24th meeting, which didn't go up until the first week of November after several calls by myself. Not saying, not saying that I got it put up, but uh, I kept wondering where it is, where it is, and wasn't getting a straight answer. Finally, after 20 minutes on hold, I was told it would be up on November 6th, and it was. And again, a very interesting meeting, but uh, we got some issues over there, and it makes you wonder if the board is valid. There's a difference between uh, ratification and, and making amendments. Uh, There's some things going on now that the legal counsel seems to be confused on, seems to be unsure, and it really leads to the question, what are we getting for the money we're paying for our legal counsel? And again, I'd like to talk to Mayor Murphy about that. I know here in the city of Merced, our own legal counsel, and we struggled for many years, but Norton, as I call her, Phaedra Norton, she is absolutely wonderful. A city attorney that uh, we are very, very proud of and glad to have came to us, I think, uh, from the north of us in Turlock there, served a few years, but she has just done a a wonderful job, and I could only hope that McCag uh, would be blessed with somebody as competent as her, because it appears that uh, by the uh, admission of the current counsel, and again, uh, Father daughter team uh, sometimes when one's gone the other sits in i don't know if that presents any issues but uh, you know admitted that ah, mistakes happen all the time you know these things are easy to correct just takes a few you know uh, a couple of minutes with the word processor well why did it happen in the first place why has it continued since uh in, I, I believe this issue has been going on since 2013. and again i know some board members Of the McCag board, specifically some members of the board of supervisors do not want to face this issue, do not want to talk about this issue, and I think it needs talking about The same way with amending the bylaws, making these changes, these are things that are important and they should not be poo-pooed, pushed under the rug, or made light of that they are not serious because this is how it functions. A lot of government, they say, is like watching sausage being made. And I can appreciate that it's uh, boring 99% of the time. But these procedural things, these motions, these actions that need to be taken by the body and the members of the body need to be transparent and above board. And when one member, or in this case multiple members, have brought it to the attention of the body and to the legal counsel, I don't think they should be shut down like they have been or minimized by comments from other board members. So I'm very, very proud of our mayor, our representative on the board of McCag, Mayor Mike Murphy, who's done a wonderful job bringing these issues to light, what seem to be, I mean, these meetings are held at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like the board meetings for the county supervisors, 10 o'clock in the morning. Who, who the heck can go? Who can go? People have jobs. People have lives. Again, a representative form of government. I have no life, so I follow these things and try to bring them to you on a weekly basis. And if you don't think I catch heck for uh, for pointing out some things, well, think again. But the point is, is you need to know, and you need to have representatives that look out for your interests at three o'clock in the afternoon when you're over there punching the bag, trying to make a living, trying to make that house payment, trying to pay the taxes trying to pay the burden that we all pay just going through life every day, fill up the car, you know, get ready for the, for the holidays, get ready for Christmas. All of those things that we do every day, we rely on our elected leaders. And believe me when I say we pay good money, six figures, high six figures for legal counsel. And when I hear, oh, it happens all the time and, you know, we make mistakes all the time, <laughs> I don't think people have that luxury in their jobs. When they're working at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 10 o'clock in the morning, I don't think they have the luxury to make mistakes all the time. So again, I want to thank Mike Murphy for coming in. I think you'll want to listen. Listen to the interview at 9 o'clock with our mayor. Folks, we're out of the first segment. So many things to talk about in the next two in the 8 o'clock hour of Citizen Watch. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM 1480 a.m. KYOS. will be right back after these brief commercial messages. Ah, here we are back. Second segment of Citizen Watch... My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, K-Yosemite, baby. So happy to have you here with me. Every Saturday morning, I couldn't do it without you. You're my favorite listener. You, right there. That's right, I'm talking to you. You are my favorite. Because, uh, again... This is listener-supported, listener-driven. Sound like KPBS. Man, I was watching that this week. The uh, <laughs> What do we call them? The impeachment hearings? The witch hunt? What, are, what is going on? What is going on? I kind of like the press. Hey, let's have the trial, man. I want to call my witnesses. If I was the Democrats after putting on that show, I don't know if I can even call them Democrats. I have too many friends in this town that are good Democrats, good blue dog Democrats. And you know who you are. I tease you every once in a while because your party's gone off the rail. Off the rails, baby. And let me just tell you, you know, I don't embrace that, that elephant all the time either. But I am conservative. And I think most people are. I think most people live their lives in a conservative manner. You don't live beyond your income. You don't live beyond your means. You believe in work. You believe in the value of work. Those that can and those that can't. Those that are truly addled, those, the innocent among us, the abused, well, we take care of. And I think that uh, we have just lost something as a nation with what's going on at the national scene. I don't know where this is headed. We don't really comment too much on the national stuff, but it really does affect us here in this state. We saw, finally, finally some common sense from the California Supreme Court, which Just really kind of goes to show you, I think, how whacked out these people are every time something comes down the pipe from the administration, the current administration, starting three years ago, folks, we're talking three years now, this resistance that started literally the day of the election when it was apparent that evening that uh, it wasn't going to go the way that a lot of people thought it was going to go. But the Supreme Court this week in California unanimously upheld that uh, nobody has to turn in their tax returns to run for office. What, what, what kind of world are these people trying to create where we don't have the free interaction of folks wanting to get into government, setting up all these obstacles? It was, it was comical, the Arguments that were brought up by our Attorney General and his minions over there in front of the Supreme Court. Even the Supreme Court justices couldn't understand. And it was so good to finally see some common sense. And I hope that this is a trend and not an anomaly from now on. You know, one of the things that's happening, so many things to talk about. We need to get busy here. Get busy. Uh, Monday, over at the Merced Fairgrounds, Greg Hosteller's is going to hand out 500 turkeys. I'm going to help. You know what I like doing over there every year is uh, unboxing the turkeys and giving them to the folks that hand out. They usually have the who's who, you know, the, the mayor, the council people, the, the councilmen, the council women, the people that want to be council people, the people that want to be some. Me, I just like to unbox the turkeys and uh, keep, them, uh, keep them on the table there. We usually have about uh, 25 in the queue. Of course, the line, it's amazing how quick you can give out 500 turkeys. I mean, in 40 minutes, it's usually gone. Starts at noon over there at uh, the Merced County Fairgrounds. Monday, the 25th. Same thing is going to happen over the O'Banion Pavilion on Tuesday. Now, I don't know if there's going to be cheese. I know there's going to be nuts because it says here. And uh, Andy Krodek, our good friend. You know, Andy gets it sold, baby. You want it sold. Andy will sell it as is. You name it, he'll sell it. He's always really good at, uh, Greg says, spending my money. But uh, big heart, big, big heart over there in Mr. Krodek. Big supporter of the community not only in atwater but uh, all of are said county works for coldwell ban- banker ganella realty and uh, again every year we try to help out i try to help out a lot of people help out in that endeavor so a lot of need in this community and that's one of the and you know, one of the sad things is so much need it's like foster kids and casa i heard a horrible statistic the other day i think we're up to now over 750 Kids, I I may have heard a 1,000. I hope it's not that bad. It was five-something last time. But uh, 750 kids in the foster system, the uh, dependency court system here in Merced County. And each one of those children, most of them, need a CASA. So uh, I'm a CASA. It's rewarding. I would encourage you to look into that. Uh, Those that think you're uh, not uh, CASA material, you're probably just what we're looking for. And we need guys. We need men. It's uh, difficult to recruit men, and I don't know why, but it is. There's very few of us. I think uh, only a couple of handfuls, even though we have over 100 CASA uh, CASA volunteers. But we would like to have, I'd like to see 500. There uh, was a city council meeting Monday here in the city of Merced. We uh, covered it pretty well with uh, Mayor Murphy, some of the big issues. One of the, the big ones, and I'll just talk a little bit about my own personal feelings, is uh, they're talking about, well, they're looking at the refuse rates here in Merced County, in Merced city of Merced rather, excuse me, city of Merced refuse rates, the trash pickup. And one of the things they want to put in there, it's a dollar, two dollars, the mayor and I weren't really sure on the amount, didn't have a chance to go through the staff report, is a fee, a uh, litter pickup fee, a litter removal uh, abatement fee, if you will. And currently, we're using the Project Restore folks. These are the guys that have the green shirts. Caleb Metafin's group, he stood up at the city council meeting Monday night in the public comment portion. Kind of a preemptive strike, if you will, about having this uh, fee passed at the uh, upcoming council meetings in the deliberation. So that his group or groups like him, it obviously would have to be competitively bid in upcoming years if it makes it that far. But uh, I don't know about this, putting additional fees on our enterprise funds, our trash service, sewer. I mean, what's next? What are we going to pay for next out of our trash and uh, sewer and water fees? And I think some of these private programs, well, I agree that getting people off of the path of destruction, personal destruction, getting people away from their demons of drugs, alcohol abuse, mental illness, trying to get these folks help again As I said earlier, our most vulnerable, our most innocent, those that are addled by circumstances, uh, I think we need to help. But to put that in our garbage fees, and again, we're just talking commercial. The mayor indicated it would just be for five years until these fees are reviewed, which they're reviewed every 60 months. But I don't know. I think once you start a fee, once you start a a cost, it's pretty hard to remove it. I was watching... uh, interview of a gas station guy a couple of weeks ago, and as we know, gas is dollar fifty a gallon higher here in the beautiful Sunshine State, uh, more so than the rest of the country, and uh, they were asking him, well, what, what is the thing? He goes, well, look, you know, minimum wage is now, you know, $12, $15 bucks an hour. I have all of these regulations I have to comply with, all of these environmental this, that, and the other thing reporting, you know, being a gas station, you can imagine safety and just the cost of doing business within the municipality, the town, sales tax, all of the fees. He goes, I pass it right along to the customer. He goes, if you don't think I don't, I wouldn't be in business. That's uh, the market-free enterprise market system. So adding these fees, even though it's the commercial rates and you know the business owners, I don't know if the business community in this town in the city of Merced is on board with this. I know that the... Uh, uh, Project Restore. They're trying to restore Merced. They're trying to get the bu- business community to employ these folks, hire these folks. Uh, there was a gentleman that stood up after Caleb Metafin that evidently has been successful getting a job over at Starbucks. And uh, while that's admirable, I don't know if we should pay for that with our city refuse rates. And that's that's the uh, that's the problem I'm having. I'm I'm trying to. Trying to look at this thing a little broad-minded, but uh, again, have no problem with the program. It is faith-based, and I've been told that the monies that would be spent would only be for the litter pickup, not necessarily the indoctrination. But uh, again, I don't know where those lines, they get a little blurry. And then the issue of having uh, people basically doing, I don't know, uh, stuff that city employees maybe are doing now? Are we displacing any city positions? I know that our fiscal forecast was somewhat, uh, well, optimistic in light of what's going on in the state of California, but not a lot of growth. Optimistic in the fact that we can keep our nose above water, maintain the positions we have. Not a lot of raises, not a lot of perks, but we're able to pay off our pension debt. But again. I uh, understand that uh, Project Restore, Restore Merced, Mr. Medifin's group can pick up trash cheaper per ton than the city, but is that what we want private entities to do with government public money, especially enterprise funds? I really like what Bruce Metcalf is doing. There was a great article in our favorite little paper, the Merced County Times, talked about his success. In getting millions of dollars to have a facility over on Cone Avenue, one of the things Bruce was telling me that he's going to have, and I can tell you from a law enforcement standpoint, is I think going to make a big change in this city, possibly this county, depending if other municipalities sign up, is a detox center, a drunk tank, whatever. Probably not using the PC correct term, but we had one in San Diego, 1111 Island Street, right downtown at the corner of 11th and Island you would take your 647F, your drunk in public, your inebriated individual, your chronic drunks to this facility where they would uh, basically lay on a mat for four hours and then it was run by the Volunteers of America, a group that would try to get folks into programs to divert them from this activity, especially the chronic behavior. Now, you had your you know, SDSU students, you know, your college kids that would get drunk and didn't know where they were. That wasn't the typical clientele. It was more of the uh, transient community, the chronic inebriant that is drunk every day, Uh, even drug use, that sort of thing. Again, they couldn't be violent, uh, any any warrants or things like that. They'd go to jail. But just the guy that's drunk uh, in public that we see so often here in Merced, uh, this would be a great resource. And so I'm really glad to see Bruce Uh, Metcalf, uh, Merced Rescue Mission, as you know, he hasn't had his facility for several years over here right by the station. They tore that thing down. That was the ghost ship. That thing was ready. I'm telling you what, I'm glad they abated that. That was a disaster waiting to happen. But now he has money to build a new, modern facility, just the start of great things to come. And I hope it's supported by the community because we can do more bang with the buck in the private sector. You don't have to worry about prevailing wage and all of these things. I don't know if there's any of those type of ties to this grant money. I know Mercy Hospital has donated, I believe, $800,000 in matching funds. Assemblyman Gray has been instrumental in getting money again. These are the things that we need for the community to take care of some of these problems. We saw Renee Davenport, some of the hand ringers for the homeless come up in the public comment section of the city council meeting about the hours of the park, changing the hours of the park and how we're vilifying the homeless and This won't solve the problem. The hell it won't. It's going to help. The people that live around the park have been held hostage by this type of criminal behavior. And, uh, you know, it's not that these people don't have a home. It's what they're doing in the park, not only during the nighttime hours, the nocturnal hours, but also during the day. As Mayor Murphy eloquently pointed out during the discussion Monday night, crime happens all the time around the clock, not just during the nighttime hours. And what this does is give the police a tool to enforce the spirit of the law, not necessarily the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law in our parks, which are currently out of control, especially if you live around them, Applegate Park, some of these things. It's, it's just incredible what's going on. And again, I think that uh, some of the folks that, uh, that, that say that we're vilifying the homeless, we're not. We need to have services. So what Bruce is doing over there on Cone Avenue, hopefully that'll break ground soon, and again, Project Restore, I think uh, Restore Merced, what they're doing is wonderful. But should we pay for that? Should we pay for that on your, on your trash bill? And when I say yours, the business community, but would that somehow, maybe, somehow transfer to the residential community? As you know, Project Restore, Restore Merced picks up trash along all the waterways, that sort of thing. They meander in through the residential communities. I could see the argument, argument being made that uh, the benefit. Uh, needs to be paid for by those communities, too. I, I don't know. It's going to be coming up. That's why you need to attend these meetings. Make your voice be heard through your representative form of government, the great republic we live in, America. We'll be right back. My name is Casey Steed. Citizen Watch, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be, uh, we'll be right back. The 8 o'clock hour, Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your Valley on Reset's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYLS. Couldn't do it without uh, all of you, my listeners. So happy to receive the support from you when I go out into the community a couple of weeks ago. It was just overwhelming. Everywhere I went, people came up to me thanking me for having this show, thanking me for talking about the issues in Merced that nobody else will talk about. As you know, we have uh, very little local coverage here. The Merced Sun Star is, I think, regulated to 15 pages of advertisement and two pages of news, most of it regurgitation from out of the area from other sources. Now, the Merced County Times, I, I really like that informational source, that Fountain of information, but they only go so far, so we try to bring you what we can here at Citizen Watch, by no means complete, but still, we try, and so I appreciate when you come up to me and you tell me, uh, thank you, you like what you hear, you may not agree with everything, but you do like what you hear, again, I would encourage people to stay with us past the break, past the 9 o'clock news, You have Mayor Mike Murphy in studio talking about last week's city council meeting, some of the other things going on. Shortest congressional run in history, 16 minutes for the 16th district. Talked a little bit about that. I know he's not done. Of course, his term is coming up next year, December 2020. We'll be swearing in a new mayor. Who that will be, I do not know. You know, really quickly before we get into some other things, I uh, don't know if folks noticed on local news, there was a student from Crookshank that got hit by a car. A little while ago, very sad, you know, tragic thing. But luckily, he's okay. Well, they had him on the news uh, in front of his class in the gym, you know, running around, showing every, showing everybody the scar. And I just, I don't know. I just found that odd. Uh, you know, obviously, you want a good recovery, but uh, to put him on display like that in the gym, having you know, having all the other uh, children watch him. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe it was healing. Maybe it was good to show that uh, you know you can bounce back from getting, you almost run over. Our local newspaper. Speaking of uh, Merced Sun Star McClatchy, they got some big issues, man. They may be going bankrupt. Their pension obligation seven hundred nine million dollars. You know, they used to have press rooms, all that kind of stuff. Used to be a big operation over there on M Street or uh, G Street. Of course, we bought the building. City Merced did thought that was going to be the police station. Ain't working out so hot. But uh, basically, they've only got about $11 million in cash on hand, which sounds like a lot of money. I wish I had $11 million in cash on hand, but they owe a pension payment of 124 lump sum, and it's, uh, that's uh, that's bad. And their whole pension system is underfunded by about a half a billion dollars, like so many pension plans, not only in the government sector, cowpers, Calsters, it's about 15 pensions at the state, major ones, but uh, private industry got you know, a lot of issues. Uh, you know, a lot of these boiler workers of America. You know, the IFL, CIA, whatever. The they uh, they really uh, a lot of private money out there that hopefully will be paid out. Thank goodness the stock market has been boom, boom, booming for the last 10 years, and uh, doesn't seem to be slowing down. Hopefully. But uh, it may, maybe a little bit of recession. We're prepared for that here in California. We're always the first to feel that. Of course, with our liberal policies, it's kind of a perpetual state of uh, of recession. I was just reading here um, uh, about the uh, Jim Costa response to the Fresno shootings, as you know, there was a tragic incident. Uh, Hmong community was affected by uh, murders. Don't know if they're gang-related, but I know they restarted their gang, their Asian Gang Task Force up in Fresno is, uh, in a response to this shooting. But Jim Costa, our own local congressman, his answer, more gun control. And again, I don't think that is the answer. I know that's the prevalent uh, response from the Democrats. First thing they want to do is confiscate the guns, but it's obviously a behavioral issue and possibly a gang related issue uh in this particular circumstance. Uh one of the things I wanted to talk about there was a city uh there was an article actually in the paper about the Atwater marijuana dispensary, uh named Medallion Wellness. Now this is the first dispensary to go in over there, or open up, rather in Atwater. I think they have 12 or more businesses. I don't know if they're all dispensaries. I think some are are growing uh, manufacturing, production facilities, processing facilities. But Medallion Wellness, which I believe has another location, if not multiple locations in the Valley, California, uh, approached the city council at their council meeting on the uh, 11th, I believe, is when they had this council. Excuse me, it was the 12th because Veterans Day was the 11th. It was the 12th of November. And by a four to one vote, uh, the Outwater City Council changed the payment from a $15,000 minimum or 5% of gross sales, whichever was greater. So you were guaranteed... The city of Atwater was guaranteed a minimum of $15,000 per month for the first year. Now, that escalated in year two and three. I'm not quite sure, but I know that it went from 15 to, I believe, 20 or $25,000 per month. And then in year three, I, I could be wrong. I think it was uh, upwards of 30, 35, $40,000 per month. Well, Right off the bat, uh, they need some relief, and uh, who knew a dispensary would need relief? You thought they were dispensing relief, but financially, they just can't make it. They were $1,000 short on the front or on the uh, payment they were supposed to make to the city of Atwater, and uh, I don't know what this tells for the industry going forward. The city of Merced has a different structure. They have a tax, which we had to vote on. Atwater wanted to go with the developer agreement. Basically, each uh, dispensary would fall under rules that were crafted for that dispensary. They were all the same, I believe, uh, kind of a template going forward. And they wanted to get these facilities up and going quicker than if they had to vote on a sales tax measure or some other form of licensing these folks. But right off the bat, they're not able to make the profit to pay the city of Atwater. Now, I don't know if the state is giving them a break. Uh, Councilman Raymond asked what the state percentage was. And I believe the gentleman from Medallion, Zach Driven, uh, indicated it was about 15% or higher. So uh, that's a lot of gross revenue, you know, right there to the state. And then, of course, your other licenses and fees, as well as products, staff, those sorts of things. Tenant improvements to the building, security. But I thought all that had been discussed and vetted during the process of the development agreements with the individual people. And the rules and the expectations were clear, especially when we're talking about private business. Now, I know a lot of businesses that are suffering in this regulatory environment we live in here in the state of California, not only in the state of or in the county of Merced, but in the state, it's it's very very uh, oppressive, the fees that you have to pay, those type of things. But as we call it, it's the cost of doing business. And going into these things, I think everybody knew, and there was an expectation that this revenue from a industry that is new and controversial, to say the least, we're basically dealing with drug dealers what used to be drug dealers, we've now brought it into the light, out of the shadows, into legitimacy. There's still a lot of obstacles to come. Money cannot be deposited in uh, federally controlled financial institutions because the federal government still looks at it as proceeds of drug sales, illegal drug sales, restricted drug sales. So again, the money, uh, while there was a hope and expectation, even Chief Salvador said that the thought was you can tax this thing and make all kinds of money, and the reality is that it's not. Now, the Medallion folks, I think, somewhat unfairly uh, vilified local law enforcement for not being tough on the black market, the grows that we see all the time that Vern, Sheriff Warnke, and uh, even the city of Atwater, the other municipalities go after, try to eradicate. But there's no teeth. There's no teeth in the law. The other thing is the delivery services. I know Atwater, along with some of the other, uh, some other California cities or uh, in a lawsuit right now, trying to get some rules, some uh, some teeth in the enforcement of these delivery services that can basically come in from outside of the county, deliver their product uh, into our county, into the cities, and not pay any local taxes, as if somebody that was operating in those cities or operating within the county would have to pay. So Medallion brings up some some good points, but you know this ain't the first time they've been selling weed, folks. Uh, when I say they, uh, people. Weed's been sold in this state for a long, 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 long time. And uh, I think uh, people kind of knew that there was a black market. Matter of fact, the black market dwarfs the uh, legitimate market when it comes to agriculture. So to think that legalizing a portion of the black market or legalizing something that was uh, before underground, there still wouldn't be that black market. Well, I think that's kind of short-sighted. And to come in just the first month, and ask for relief. They couldn't even make the first month, let alone the first year. Makes you wonder what's going to happen in year two and three, and also the other dispensaries. Uh, I, if I were their legal counsel, I would be following Mr. Dravon uh, right up to the dais, asking the counsel for relief for my business. Because again, is that creating an unplay, uh, unlevel playing field for private industry? I don't know if Uh, Elected officials should be picking winners and losers if they're having financial problems. Uh, The playing field should be level for everybody. The rules should be clear going into it, which I thought they were. There was a tremendous effort spent with legal counsel, Uh, what we were told was very competent legal counsel who had set up these type of agreements in other municipalities within the state, almost using a template, if you will. So I think everything was uh, well known. Uh, People were informed and there was again an expectation by the residents of Atwater, and I'm sure also the leaders, uh, that these fees would be paid and they would go to the benefit of the city of Atwater, which right now these monies go into the general fund to pay off uh, tremendous debt that they have over there. I know there was hope that uh, some of these funds would pay for education, uh, awareness, outreach, enforcement. Some of the things that uh, weren't necessarily covered or stipulated when these uh, fees were first introduced, these issues would hopefully be revisited. Well, it doesn't uh, bode well that there's going to be additional funds when we can't even collect, and I say we, the municipality can't collect the funds that were promised in the developer agreement which was signed by all parties, I didn't know it was so easy to uh, adjust or modify developer agreements and this is one of the reasons that Merced, talking to the powers to be here, went with a sales tax, uh, a tax measure. This is something that can't be undone, if you can't pay it, well, you go out of business. And with this many dispensaries operating, I don't know if you've heard about Fresno, they finally got off the dime, uh, embraced recreational marijuana. They have seven council districts in Fresno. They are allowing two dispensaries per district initially with my MCOE math, two times seven, that's at least 10. That's a a lot of dispensaries. That's to the south of us, of course. Modesto, Turlock, I understand there are uh, outlets, retail dispensaries up there, of course, Kalinga, uh, which Chief Salvador hails from, the Chief of Atwater, who is quite candid in uh, his assessment that the money is just not there like people thought. On the state scene, we see that the revenues, projected revenues, $650 million, only 340 was collected. So again, it's uh, interesting to see where this is headed here in our local community, Wilmer said face the same sort of uh, request by the uh, retail outlets here in Merced. I know the one that has opened over by uh, the old Bianchi tomato processing plant over there across from Walmart seems to be very busy whenever I go to Walmart. I'm just amazed at the activity that that place is producing. Of course, our own Venus Rodriguez, our uh, financial guru, she's a good one too. We really have some good people here in the city of Merced. She, uh, very conservative. They have not figured any marijuana revenue into the projections because we haven't collected any. The sales taxes take about four or five months to come through. We won't see anything until January, February to know where we're at and see what our projections will be. And hopefully they'll be good and substantial because a lot of people are counting on this money. But uh, it doesn't look like everything that is green is actually gold. And I believe Atwater's finding that out. Folks, we're out of time. Goes quick, doesn't it? Hope you stick with us through the news. Mayor Mike Murphy, he'll be in that bonus half hour. If you can't, hope you tune in next week. And join me, Casey Steed, the voice of your valley, on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll see you later.